Hey everybody, welcome to Chosen Generation Podcast. My name is Caleb Fitzgerald and I am your host for today's episode. So today we will continue our series titled The Foundation of the Believer and we're going to focus mainly on accepting Jesus as both Lord and Savior. And I just want to give a quick disclaimer. So um, for some individuals, you may have already repented, you may have already uh, um, accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, you may have already been baptized in water, and you may have already received your uh, Holy Spirit baptism. Uh, but I just want to encourage you to still tune in to these podcasts uh, because Chosen Generation not only strives to see people saved, but we also want to um, see disciples made. The Word of God says to go ye into all the world and make disciples make disciples so um if 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 you've already experienced all these things um you can still receive from this podcast uh because you are called to make disciples yourself so if you can't receive this this word for yourself then receive it for somebody else so that when you go out into the world to preach the gospel yourself you are prepared and you are equipped so Before we get started, I just want to open with a word of prayer. Father God, I come humbly before your throne. Lord, I thank you for this day of life, Lord. Lord, I just thank you for all of your blessings. Lord, I thank you for sending your son to die on the cross, Lord, for my sins. Lord, that I may have victory in this life, Lord. I thank you for choosing to to dwell with man uh, by your Holy Spirit, Lord. I also thank you for every listener, Lord. And I just pray that... The word of God goes forth with clarity today, Lord, and that there's no confusion, Lord, that it, that that this seed is sown on fertile ground and it takes deep roots and it begins to sprout up into the lives of every single individual here, Lord. If anyone does not know you who's listening to this podcast, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you that you use me as an instrument. You use me as a vessel to introduce people to you. In Jesus name we do pray. Amen. So let's dive into the word. Um, so if you have not listened to part one of <clears throat> the series, The Foundation of the Believer, which is titled Repentance, I urge you to go back and listen to that first and then tune into this episode. Because on this series, we will be building from the last episode. So I don't want to have to do long recaps. Uh, I want everyone on the exact same page. Okay, so if you have not listened to episode 1 which is titled the foundation of the Re- the foundation of the believer repentance go listen to that and then come back and listen to this but if you have already listened to that then let's get right into it so the next step after repentance is accepting Jesus as both lord and savior and this goes hand in hand with repentance because you must first repent then accept Jesus as your lord and savior And as I said before, repentance is that which foreruns the kingdom. And Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This lets us know in order to receive slash see the kingdom, we must repent. And I just want to also note why I'm doing this series. So um, the goal of this series is to... Uh, it's so that the foundation of the believer can be corrected. The Bible says, if the foundations be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? And that's in the book of Psalms. And I am wanting to see you have, uh, I, I am wanting to see you have victory in this life. And I want you to be honest with yourself. Ask yourself this, is my Christian experience like the one that the Bible describes? And have I truly been set free from, 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 from sin. Ask yourself that because as we read the Bible, sometimes it's easy to just view it as a book. But the Bible is more than that. The Bible describes it that that um it is that the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. So the word of God is living. And when you receive that word, well you're supposed to read and hear the word. You're supposed to receive that word. And then you're supposed to look to experience it. So look at the book of Acts. The book of Acts shows the birth of the Christian church. So that is the blueprint for the church. That That is where we get the five-fold ministry. That is where where, where we get the design of the church as well as Paul's uh, letters. But that is where the the 
first church was instantiated, which means started. So that is our blueprint. So when we look at the book of Acts, we can't look at that book uh, like a book that's, 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 I'm just reading from the library. It's more than that because the book of Acts doesn't even have a amen at the end because it's designed that we should, that we should continue it, that we should continue that journey. So that means that the results that they got then, we should be re receiving those same results now. And on the day of Pentecost, um, I, I believe 5,000 people were saved, were saved. 5,000 people. And ask yourself this. When, when, when was the last time you saw 5,000 people saved? Or, or 1,000 people saved? Or even 100? Um, uh, I've, I've, I've experienced many churches um, where, say, if five people give their life to Christ, um, it's viewed as a revival. And, and while salvation is good, while salvation is good, and, and I don't want to minimize anything, uh, any salvation, because one soul giving their life to Christ is, is, is very monumental. But w what I'm talking about is, is why is it that we haven't been able to shake the community? If 5,000 people in Elizabethtown, Kentucky are saved, what would that do for the city? If 5,000 people in Radcliffe are, are saved, what would that do for that city? What would that do for Hardin County? We would begin to see change because we have the assignment as Christians to to bring heaven to the earth, to advance the kingdom of God. So in order to advance the kingdom of God, it should translate everywhere. So my my main focus for this series is so that the foundation can be corrected so we can begin to see these results so that we won't have a, a, a street with five churches on the same street, but, but, um, there's, there's still drug addicts next door. There, there's, there's still, um, so much sin in the land. There's still murder going on. There's still so, so much darkness around. Why is it that, that everything around the physical church is, is hell, essentially, but, the only place that heaven is is in the four walls of 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 the physical building of the church and it shouldn't be like that because the kingdom should translate everywhere that we go so and i i believe that in order to see uh the same re results that the book of acts describes we must correct the pattern God told Moses to be careful to build according to pattern i referenced that in the last episode be careful to build according to pattern of that which I showed you on the mount. So God is saying, if I'm going to rest on something, if you want to see the kingdom of heaven meet with earth, you have to build according to pattern. If you want me to rest in your life, you want me to rest on your church, on your community, build according to pattern. And I believe that that if we follow the pattern that the Bible describes for the foundation of the believer, then we will begin to see this change throughout our communities. Okay, so sorry for digressing, but I just got a little fired up. So let's get back on on topic. All right, so accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior. <clears throat> and my question is, are you saved? Are you saved? Ask yourself that. Are you saved? And if if you are, that question shouldn't have caused you to be hesitant in any way because you have to know that you know that you know that revelation has to take root in you but the criteria for being saved uh according to romans 10 9 it says because if you confess with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved so this is showing us that this is the pattern this is the pattern in order to get saved. This is the pattern. You must first confess with your mouth and, and also believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. Because it says, for with the heart one believes and is justified. And with the mouth one confesses and is saved. So you need both of those two joined together. It's it's more than just saying Jesus is, Jesus is Lord. It, it comes... It comes by the Spirit of God. It must come 
by the Spirit of God. In 1 Corinthians 12, 3, it says, Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says, Jesus is a curse. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except in the Holy Spirit. So, what that is essentially saying is, is, is that that revelation has, has to take root in you. As I said, you have to know that you know, and the Spirit of God reveals that to you. And that is how you're able to, to uh, say that Jesus is Lord and actually mean it from your heart. Because you see people now, like, they may, uh, they may drop something on their foot and say, Jesus is Lord, or, or something like that. That doesn't mean just because they, 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 they said those words that they are saved. Because it's more than just speaking those words. That revelation has to take root in you. That revelation has to be inside of you, in your inner man, in in your heart. You, you must believe inside and also speak. So that is the criteria for being saved. <clears throat> and believing in Jesus is different. It is not hard to believe in Jesus. It is not hard to believe that 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 there's a god but as i said that revelation must take root in you in james 2:19 it says you believe that god is one you do well even the demons believe and shudder so what that is saying is is it's it's not hard to believe in god it, uh i hear so many people all the time saying different things about um <clears throat> uh like i i believe that that there's a higher being uh or i believe that that there's a god and that is that is obvious because in this world every every creation has a creator so it's easy to know that 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 there is some higher power but but you have to know what what you're worshiping you have to know what you're referring to you have to know know who God is and when I say God I'm not talking about the universe I'm not talking about some blue eye I'm not talking about any other r religion I'm talking when I say God I'm referring to the Father the Son Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit because that is the God that the Bible describes when I say God that is what I'm referring to that is what I'm referring to I'm not talking about anything other than that because in 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 uh, this day and age it's easy to just say god and think that everyone is talking about the same things but but you can have anything as your god so i just wanted to make that clear and also i i i wanted to um to ask you uh for those who are already saved i just want to ask you do you see transformation within yourself since your day of salvation has there been transformation? Because the Christian life is a life of transformation. It is a life where you are perfected into Christ. So every day I'm being transformed. I'm being transformed. I'm being renewed. I'm being transformed and I'm chasing after Christ. I'm being molded after Christ. That is what it means to be Christian. And I want to let you know that I will never preach or teach to you a perverted gospel. I will preach and teach according to the word of God and by the spirit of God and remember that there is only one gospel anything contrary is false and Paul even talked about this Galatians 1 6 through 10 it says I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel not that there is another one but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you let him be accursed as we have said before so now I say again if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you receive let him be accursed for <clears throat> am I now seeking the approval of man or of God or am I trying to please man if I were still trying to please man I would not be a servant of Christ so that's what Paul says so the reason why why I reference the scripture is is because you must understand that we have to build according to pattern as I said earlier be careful to build according to pattern the the <clears throat> the pattern that God has prescribed for us so when building a Christian, when discipling, when raising up other believers, 
you you have to build according to pattern there is only one gospel so there there's some gospels that 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 uh, try to tell people to uh to uh just um believe in jesus you don't have to change anything and that's not true that's not true and 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 i it would be easy for me to preach that way because i would be looking for everyone to 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 like me but that is not the gospel and 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 my vow to god is that i will preach the uncompromised word of god so that is what i have to do so in in the series and and in chosen generation ministry we're going to make sure that that we preach according to the scripture so that means that that if the scripture notes something as a sin then i have to talk about that and say that's a sin i can say that that oh it's okay uh, uh as long as you believe you can stay in that lifestyle you can stay doing those very things because that's not what the word of god says and this isn't my gospel that I, that that i'm preaching i didn't i didn't write write any any gospel whatsoever i'm preaching the gospel according to jesus christ so i have to make sure i preach the uncompromised word of god okay so let's talk about savior so we must understand that adam and eve were, were the first people on the earth and and that they sinned after being tempted by the serpent which was the devil and for thousands of years sin went unchecked so <clears throat> no price was paid because no one was worthy to pay the price because every single human that entered the world had a mark of sin because every human had the offspring of Adam and sin was passed down for generations so that's another fundamental doctrine in Christianity is that you must believe in the virgin birth of 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 Jesus you must believe that Mary was a virgin and that she was impregnated by the Holy Spirit because why that is so important is that every single human that entered the the world had a mark of sin because they all had the offspring of Adam so that means the offspring comes from the father therefore if Jesus had a earthly father he would have had the mark of sin therefore his his blood would not have been worthy of paying the price for sin because if you are a sinner you can't be the sacrifice for sin because him him who knew no sin had to become sin so that we could have salvation now so you must believe in the virgin birth okay so after all this God the Father sent his son Jesus to die for our sins a popular evangelist verse is John 3:16 which says for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life and um Hebrews 12:2 it says looking to Jesus the founder and perfected of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is seated at the right throne well seated at the right hand of the throne of God okay so the joy that was set before him i want you to know today that that joy that was set before him was me was you was everyone who would ever come in this earth <clears throat> that was a joy that was set before him he was able to look into the prophetic and know and see us and 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 say that he was willing to die for our sins because most people don't realize this but jesus had a will we often uh just just say that jesus is god but you also have to realize that he also came as man so he was both God and man. So you must understand that he had a will. And that is why when, when he went to pray before he was crucified, he said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. And that's what he says because he was, he was grieved by the simple fact that, that sin was beginning to take a toll on him and that he was about to endure this brutal death. And most people don't know this either, but... but but sin, sin changes your makeup. It'll change your physical characteristics. When you become a Christian and you begin to to live a a a a righteous life by the Holy Spirit, it affects all of you. Therefore, when you are in sin, that affects all of you as well. So 
you must understand that all these things were being loaded on him. And he had the option to opt out and say, Father, you know what? I'm not going to die. But he said, not my will, but your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. So that means he had a will. So he could have easily backed out. And we wouldn't be sitting here today. Or we wouldn't have this opportunity of salvation today. So that it it is important that that you know that Jesus died for you. Jesus died for you. He's died for your sins. And he didn't just die for our sins, but he also died to make a kingdom life available to us on earth. And maybe some some episodes down the road we'll talk about the 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 fullness, uh the seven spirits of God where it talks about in Revelation also in Isaiah eleven where it says, uh, a branch shall come out of Jesse and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him as referring to Jesus and also says the spirit of might and counsel, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, and the spirit of uh the fear of the Lord and 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 that there's one more, but we'll get into that later just because I want to get through this. Um but he died to make a kingdom life available to us on earth because before he took sin we we had a sinful nature where where we couldn't even uh uh prevent ourselves from sinning in a way so jesus took that away from us and so he he ordained us for a kingdom life a a life where we would be ambassadors of the kingdom a a a life where we would be expressions of the kingdom so he died for us to be able to bring heaven to earth that's why it it uh, bothers me when 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 um uh say a minister will will speak a evangelist message to to sinners where where uh he just says or she just says heaven or hell you make your choice and obviously they're going to pick paradise i'm i mean you have some extremists who are who who are all for the devil and and they'll say oh oh I want to burn but for the most part everyone is going to say they that they want to go to paradise and then they say oh just say this sinner's prayer and now you are saved but you aren't teaching them to deny themselves you aren't teaching them to take up their own cross and that is the gospel because Christ has died for us to bring heaven into the earth and God is not going to to come through a crooked pipe so that's why in uh uh the prophecy about john the baptist that we reference in luke it says let all crooked paths be made what straight because in order for heaven to come through through you it has to be straight so that's why salvation had to come first because jesus wanted to show us how we could have victory in this life and so we shouldn't receive jesus and remain in sin and that is why repentance plays a major role. Because when you see the barrier of sin between you and God, you remove it through repentance and you repent, then you forsake. And there must be a turning away from sin because that is exactly what he saved us from. Jesus has broke the chains of bondage off of our lives. And we're not going to put the chains back on. So you must understand that Jesus has died for your sins. So when you accept him as both Lord and Savior, you must come with that revelation. That revelation must take root in you. So that means that means that 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 sin will no longer be your nature. Sin will be taken from you. And I know that we are not perfect and that we are being perfected in Christ. But my only point is that sin should not be our nature. Sin should not be our nature after we receive Jesus because cause that is exactly what he saved us from. And this is why I asked the question to begin the, the episode, what is your Christian experience like? Because I called myself a Christian for so many years and 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 it's very easy to 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 say you're a Christian just because you listen to gospel music every day or Christian music every day or you have a devotional plan or so on and so forth but there should be an experience there should be an experience of transformation so in my life that transformation wasn't there that transformation wasn't there so something had to be corrected and that is why i'm preaching this word to you today because i want you to know that that transformation is possible the the victory that 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 a songs sing about 
that victory is possible for you. The the uh, the anointing that preachers talk about, that anointing is available to you. The f fellowship that you read about in the Bible is av is available to you. The book of Acts where it talks about uh the baptism of the Holy Spirit and 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 uh, it talks about Peter's shadows healing people and that is available to you all these things are available to you the bible says these signs shall follow them that believe and it talks about they shall cast out devils it also talks about they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover so all these things are available to who him that believeth him that believes so my point to you is that these things are available to you and if you're in your Christian journey now and 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 you aren't experiencing these things the foundations have to be corrected the foundations have to be corrected repentance must come in you must receive him properly so let's talk about <clears throat> receiving Jesus as Lord and I believe that receiving him as Lord is the hardest component of salvation because people love to see Jesus in the office of Savior, but fail to see him as Lord. Because Savior, when you hear that word, you think about the person who takes all your problems away. So it's it's easy to see Jesus as Savior because you're just saying, Lord, everything that's 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 a wrong with me, take away. But Lord is something extremely different. And so there's an extreme movement of grace where and when I say extreme uh, throughout uh, these podcast episodes, what I am referring to is 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 an extreme is sort of just like an over exaggeration. So a lot of times extremes have some truth in it, but it it has been taken to to an over exaggerated point. So there's an extreme movement of grace that people preach. And yes, I know that grace exists because, as I said, there is truth in it. But there is doctrine that teach an overload of grace, an overload, an extreme of grace, where you can just keep sinning and not forsaken, but it doesn't matter because we have grace. And that is false. That is false. Because our, our life needs to match up to the scriptures. Our life needs to match up to the scriptures. And so many times, and 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 I used to battle this myself because I was going through different things and, and, and I wasn't seeing the victory that the word of God describes. So I would say to myself, like, like, hmm, this must not be possible or or God, God understands. God talks about what well, uh, the word of God talks about uh, uh, not committing fornication and different things or 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 a not not a lusting and 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 uh, i had premarital sex i i battled uh watching pornography i battled these things so it was easy for me to say you know what i'm a christian god understands god understands but it's that's 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 not that's not the gospel i i would walk around saying oh but i have grace I have grace and and oh um Jesus died for my sins and I would try to make excuses for my sin but then there became a point where my life had to match up with the scripture instead of bringing the scripture down down to your level so that you can feel comfortable you need to propel your life up to match with the scripture to match with the scripture in Romans 6 1 through 2 it says what shall we say then are we to continue in sin that great that grace may abound by no means how can we who died to sin still live in it so Paul is saying here that Jesus died for our sins Jesus did not die so we could keep sinning he died so that we may have victory over sin so in 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 your Christian experience, you should have victory over sin. The, the the same exact things that have been oppressing you for so many years, you should have victory from it. You should have victory over these things. And it and if you aren't, that is why I'm preaching this 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 gospel to you now so that light can come. So that light can come and you can realize that that something needs to change. 
Alright, so what does it mean to receive him as Lord? We must first understand what the word Lord means. So, um, we we know that at one point the Bible uh, was, was in Greek, uh, the, the New Testament. So that means it had to be translated into uh, English. And while it was in Greek, um, like, Greek has has a bunch of words for say like one american word uh the greek word may have like five five words to describe that that um english word so like the word love um we say love for every single thing so say if i say i love you to my beautiful wife then I say I love you to my mom. I'm not saying the 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 exact same type of love, but there's only one word to describe it. <clears throat> so uh, while in the Greek you you have words like agape love and different type of loves. Okay, so the Greek word for Lord in that scripture that I just referenced is Kyrios, K U R I O S, which means supreme in authority. So seeing him as Lord and receiving him as Lord requires submission which means that you must lay your life down you must surrender everything because being a christian is 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 not just a one-time experience where you accept jesus and you wait until you die to go to heaven that is not what it means to be a, a christian it's a continual experience that that is absolutely not scriptural being a christian means to lay your life down and present it to god in John twelve twenty five, it says, <clears throat> whoever loses his life, well, wh whoever loves his life will lose it. And whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. So what Jesus is saying there is whoever loves his earthly life. So he's referring to material things because we are supposed to deny ourselves and and um, take up our own cross. So if if we have a problem doing that so in matthew sixteen twenty four, it says then jesus told his disciples if anyone would come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me so what jesus is saying there is is that the christian life means to deny yourself there's no such thing as being a christian and getting to do whatever you want getting to to live whatever lifestyle that you want those things have to fall off that's what it means to be a christian so jesus is saying in john twelve twenty five that <clears throat> that wh whoever loves his life so whoever is 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 absolutely unwilling to pick up his own cross is is absolutely unwilling to deny himself and when i say say him i'm i'm referring to mankind not the gender but the species so i'm referring to both male and female so <clears throat> he's saying whoever loves his life wh whoever is unwilling to take up his cross whoever is unwilling to 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 die will lose his life in the end because they will not have eternal life but whoever hates his life so wh whoever decides to pick up his cross whoever decides to deny himself and take up his own cross that individual will keep their life in eternal life because that's what it's about so the the human life is is very short in the grand scheme of things there's some who who live to maybe 80 years old or 100 years old the bible indicates that the max is 120 so there's some people who who will live a, a a long time but well it seems long but we must realize that e eternity is 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 never ending so are you willing to waste your life here on earth uh by giving your flesh everything that it desires just for you to spend eternity in hell or are you willing to deny yourself and take up your own cross to spend eternity in paradise ask yourself that and in um romans 12 1 through 2 this is one of my favorite scriptures it says i i appeal to you therefore I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So earlier I talked about transformation. <clears throat> and you must realize that 
you are transformed by the renewal of your mind. So if, if uh, you're taking notes right now, I, I want you to write that down. If you want to be transformed, maybe maybe you have already been a Christian, but you see no transformation. You're you're still living in sin. There's 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 no deliverance in your life. You are still the same person that you was as soon as you gave your life to Christ. Or maybe you will be accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior today. I want you to write that down because transformation isn't something that just uh, is going to happen at the snap of your fingers. Transformation comes by the renewal of your mind. So <clears throat> the word there, once again, we're talking about Greek. The, the, the word there where it talks about being conformed to this world... The, the word there is a Greek word, aeon, which which means the thinking pattern associated with this world. And so we must understand that there is a thinking pattern associated with this earth. And you'll realize that because av, uh, as you begin to give yourself to the things of God, uh, you, you will realize that, 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 that the mind of Christ is completely different than, than the mind of the world. Because... People will 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 think so differently than you are thinking after you have a, accepted Jesus as both Lord and Savior. So, for example, there's some people who who uh, think life is just about um, uh, accumulating as much money as you possibly can, or or uh, or having as many houses as you finally can or having as many cars as you finally can and and traveling and while all those things are 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 not sins in themselves what i'm saying is that is not the purpose of life and as you begin to give yourself to the things of god and what do i mean when i say give yourself i mean devote yourself i mean dive in your word i mean dive in to the place of prayer i mean find a church home i mean to devote your thing well devote yourself to everything that consists of god so that's what it means to give yourself to something. So, but what I'm saying is, people in the world think that that is the purpose of life, but they're viewing things in a narrow sense. But when you become a Christian, when you accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, and you're living a life where you're denying yourself and picking up your own cross, it, it is a life of kingdom advancement. So the first thing on your mind when you wake up is kingdom. The, the first thing on your mind is the kingdom of God being advanced here on earth. So that, that is, is, is your overall purpose. And you're trying to figure out how do I fit in? How do I fit in to, to help ad, advance the kingdom, to help advance this goal? In the book of Colossians chapter 3 uh, verse 1 it says if then you have been raised with Christ seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God set your minds on things that are above not on things that are on earth for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ and God when Christ who is your life appears then you will also appear with him in glory put to death therefore what is earthly in you sexual immorality impurity passion evil desire and covetousness which is idolatry on account of these the wrath of god is coming and these you too once walked when you were living in them but now you must put them all away anger wrath malice slander and obscene talk from your mouth do not lie to one another seeing that you have put off the old self with his practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator so I like what Paul said at the end. He says, seeing that you have put off the old self with his practices and have put on the new self. So in the life of a Christian, it is a life of transformation. It is a life of putting off the old self and putting on the new self. Because um, the Bible says that 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 um, all, all old things have passed away, but behold, all all things have become new. Um, I will try to find that verse here in a second. So, what it's saying is, is, is that old sinful nature has, has, has fell off. After you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, that sinful nature has fell off. So, you must put on the new self. And putting on the old, well, uh, putting away the old self, uh, Paul talks about, uh, is denying your flesh and denying sin and putting away sin so that means that 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 if you are sexually immoral 
you have to put that away. If you are impure, you have to put that away. If you are, uh, if you have evil desires, etc., you have to put all those things away in order to follow Christ. And to accept him as Lord means to give him authority over your life, over every aspect where your direction comes from him. Because um, when, when, when I was new to Christianity, I, I thought that, that uh, I could uh, make my own plans and, and I have my own desires. And when I say new to Christianity, I, I'm referring to when I first started living a devoted life for Christ. I, I was under the understanding that, that, that uh, I could just have my own desires and and uh have no direction from above and then i could just pray pray for 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 jobs cars houses money blessings and then i'll praise god when i receive those things and say oh god is so good i have a great relationship with him but i was so wrong <clears throat> and then every time something bad would happen i would say oh the the enemy is is out to get me oh the devil's busy and for some of you that may be your mindset but i want to be able to show you that that god is looking to have relationship with you uh i believe when jesus was talking to the pharisees he had said uh you search the scriptures but you do not realize that the ones well that that the one that the scripture is speaking about is me so reading the bible is is designed to bring you into relationship with Christ. So there should be a longing in your heart to have a relationship with Christ and 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 for some of you who 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 have been uh essentially spiritually asleep for so long, I want you to know that you can have a communication with God and that God will actually speak to you. He may not not always speak audibly, but but he can, but that may not be a all the all the time thing but he can speak to your heart he can speak through prophecy god is looking to have relationship with you it's 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 more than 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 just reading your bible every day and in your one year bible plan it's 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 more than than uh, just going to church while all those things are important it's about coming to a place where you are in relationship with christ christ is looking for a relationship god is looking for a relationship so Galatians five sixteen through 25 says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For they are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. <clears throat> so, I want to pause there. Because maybe there's someone listening who, maybe you may know that your lifestyle is wrong. That your that what you're doing is wrong but but um you're 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 unable to break free and you're unable to to uh to live a righteous life you're unable to stop sinning well the first thing you must realize is is that transformation happens by the spirit of god so so the way to defeat the desires of the flesh is to walk by the spirit of god to to have fellowship with the holy spirit and that will be another one of our episodes later on but to have fellowship with the holy spirit so you walk by the spirit you keep in step with the spirit that is how you defeat the desires of the flesh all right so it, it goes on to say, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of angers, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against such things there is no law and those who belong to christ jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires if we live by the spirit let us also keep in step with the spirit so living by the spirit and walking by the spirit is how you defeat the flesh this isn't something that happens 
by by the flesh. I'm not talking about um uh just preventing yourself from 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 uh sinning by by um uh not leaving the house and just locking yourself up. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is 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 that the desire should leave because um uh as we read in in the previous episode where it talks about repentance lays the axe to the root which means true repentance where you realize something is wrong lays the axe to the root when you begin to forsake that so that desire should be gone so i'll give you an uh a few examples so so uh according to uh to uh multiple scriptures we know that um homosexuality and 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 uh that that lifestyle is is wrong and that's a life that's contrary to the scripture but i've seen many people who who um they they can't break free from the desires they may want to live for god they may not want to go to hell they they may not uh uh want to uh advance the kingdom of darkness but they have no desire of breaking free there was a story of one individual who who uh, came to the altar uh and 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 had renounced homosexuality which was great uh well well uh, had had uh, said that he was dealing with with homosexuality which was great but he never really repented of that thing and eventually he fell back into that lifestyle and and it goes to show you that that it's it's not enough to just believe in God you must live a life by the spirit that desire has to be gone because how do i minister to an individual who truly loves God who truly loves the bible but say they're a male and every time a, a another man walks by he has sexual desires in his heart to do something with that man how do you break people free from that and that is by repentance that is by repentance and walking by the spirit because those those desires will go away it's sort of just like um like 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 i say uh in in a uh tr traditional sense where where there's a there's a man who really wants to be faithful to his to uh, his wife. He wants to be loyal to his wife. But every time a woman walks by, he has a desire. Or or every time his, his uh, ex comes around, he has a desire to pursue her. But he truly wants to live for God. He truly knows that it is wrong. But there's a desire in him, and what I'm what I'm telling you today is. That true repentance, true repentance lays the axe directly to the root. True repentance takes away that desire. Walking by the Spirit takes away that desire and, and to the point where, where, where you no longer have to, uh, to have those desires in your heart. Because I remember when, when, when I had dealt with uh, watching pornography there were times where i would go days where i would prevent myself from watching but anytime anything would creep up anytime i would see anything on social media that 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 was any uh uh that was anything sexual that desire was in my heart i truly knew it was wrong i truly wanted to live right but that desire was just burning in me where 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 i had to go watch or something so it wasn't until light came. It wasn't until the word of God began to take root in me that I realized that I needed to break free from this. And the way to do that was by repentance and renouncing that very thing and and uh, walking by the spirit so that so that now and 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 it's been this way for for a very long time now. But but I can live life. I can live life and not even have to worry about it just because that desire is not in me that desire is no longer burning in me and that is the life of a christian because it's easy to to sing songs about freedom it's easy to 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 talk about deliverance but 
it should translate into it actually happening here on earth actually happening here on earth it must become your reality deliverance must become your reality freedom must become your reality and that is all that i have today uh if if you if if you would like to give your life to christ today uh and you would like assistance with that uh i gave you the blueprint uh in romans 10:9 but you would like assistance with that i would i would like for you to reach out to us on uh chosen gen underscore etown that uh well yeah chosen gen underscore etown on instagram and also you can reach us at chosen generation at yahoo.com i i i want you to reach out as soon as you can because don't wait another day don't wait another day not living for christ because because christ a a a life being a a christian is a life of victory also if if you need help with with repentance or anything or you have any questions maybe maybe those those individuals that i described earlier regarding that you are not seeing transformation in your life and you want some advice regarding that i want you to reach out to us and uh, if you are not looking for deliverance, if you want to make uh, make excuses for yourself or whatever it may be, or you're just offended by what I'm saying, I want you to know that everything that I say, I'm speaking the truth out of love, not out of hatred. And 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 also, if if you have no desire to to break free from certain patterns, from certain lifestyles, then there's nothing I can do do for you. But if 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 you truly want to break free, if you are truly restless where you say that you don't want to go another day living in sin or you don't want to go another day battling certain things, it could be anything. I want you to reach out to us. So let's close out with a word of prayer. Father God, I come humbly before your throne again, Lord. I just pray that the word of God went forth with clarity. I thank you for this opportunity to be able to minister your precious holy word, Lord. I I just pray, Lord, that, that, that the word that was spoken today by the spirit of god will take root in each individual lord i i pray for for them to have a better understanding of who you are i pray for them to have a better understanding of what it means to be a christian lord i pray that that this overall message this overall series will bring them to a place where they desire to have relationship with you they desire to have encounters with you and i ask that these things be done in jesus name i do pray amen